Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Eaters, for Monday, the 3rd of July, 2023. I'm joined by Callum. And say hello to Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing the civil war in France uh, and the, the end of affirmative action and the people who are really most affected by the end of affirmative action. Uh, how was your weekend? I didn't really do much. You? No, not really. I got invited to a, what was a steam rally. Steam rally? Yeah, I didn't go. Which Oh, was it like steam trains? Yeah. Why rally? I don't know. This makes it sound a bit political. <laughs> Return to steam. Steam power. Steam power. <laughs> I just painted some stuff. It was nice. Uh, anyway, so there is some kind of civil war in France, and I'm not the person calling it a civil war. Neither, neither is Tim Pool at this point. Uh, it's, it's actually the French police who are calling it a civil war in France. We've been warned about this. We're going to go through it. Before we begin, go over, check out our latest Epochs episode, Thomas Beckett. There are no particular parallels here. It's just a really good episode. Uh, really enjoyed it because I didn't really know the backstory behind Thomas Beckett, but uh, he's actually a really fascinating guy. And to be honest with you, I kind of side with Henry II on this. Oh, yeah, he is a meddlesome priest. Sick of it. Someone gets the sword. <laughs> anyway, so in 2021, French generals uh, and 130,000 members of the public, published a letter warning of a civil war. And that civil war appears to have arrived. Uh, the message uh, was, it contains some very interesting quotes. This is about the survival of our country. Uh, the French government condemned it, obviously. <laughs> We'd like France to survive. The French government like, no, no. It's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the letter came from semi-retired generals. The minister in charge of the armed forces said they would be punished for defying a law that forbids reservists or serving members of the military from expressing opinions on religion and politics. Uh, but of course, Marine Le Pen was like, well, maybe they've got a point, guys. I remember reading this out when it was published, and um, the feeling was not good in France at the time, no. obviously. And even Eric Zemmour was like, well, I'll side with them if I have to. And it turns out that it only takes one spark to light the, the fire, and then the whole thing goes up in flames, which is what has happened. Uh, so, in fact, I've got to use this, don't I? There we go. Um, so, Nahel Merzouk, average Frenchman, uh, was of Algerian and Moroccan descent and was shot by a police officer during a traffic stop on Tuesday, according to Sky. Now, there's a lot going on around about this because he appears to have been in a Polish car and he's not old enough to drive. So, where did he get the car? Didn't have a license. Of course, that's why he was pulled license. over. Ran away from the cops. Apparently, they pulled him over because he had nearly hit two people or something, and it's just like, right. Didn't get that from the, the newspapers, obviously, because this kid is, of course, an angel, um, which is exactly what the narrative surrounding him is. Uh, he wanted to make it. He was no big-time bandit. It's like, right, okay. His mother says uh, he saw that the police officer, she thinks, saw a little Arab-looking kid and wanted to take his life. Right. The police officer's like, oh, oh boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> Got an Arab. <laughs> like that's. I mean, there's, there is a secular narrative, non-ethnic uh, narrative around this as well, which is just about why did the police need to kill a guy yeah. for driving away from the cops? Yeah. Um, there's an argument to be had about police brutality there, but that's what nobody is talking about. Yeah. Because no one's interested in that. No. And there's also an argument, well, they have had a few trucks of peace and... Well, all the people doing the violence don't care about that secular narrative. No, they don't. Um, so we, we give them like um, very 
uh, very generous pieces on this young lad. But again, I'm actually on the, he probably shouldn't have been shot uh, position. Like, doesn't seem proportional. But it doesn't really matter because that's not really what this is about. But we get very, very uh, complimentary things. But the thing I found interesting is this, right? Interviews with the mother and things the mother has posted online. Because she shared a video on TikTok where she says, quote, everyone come, we will lead a revolt for my son. So the mother's just openly calling for a revolt. What's that even mean? Revolt for your son? Well, so we're going to go kill the police? or there's, there's going to be an uprising against the French state. That's what a revolt is. But then, what does that have to do with your son? I mean, this is well, obvious, well, but... What, what, did, what did Archduke Ferdinand have to do with World War One? you know? Yeah. Like it's, it begins somewhere, but then the whole thing... But also, dominoes. for a direct comparison to, I don't know, the kind of people involved, Tunis. So the Tunisian revolution was started by, I think it was some fruit merchant who was being beaten up by the police. Yep. Completely mundane event in Tunisia. Um, it was filmed. <laughs> Here I go beating fruit merchants again. <laughs> and, and it started up a revolution that overthrew the entire system. Yeah. And That's so, what she's asking for. Yeah, this, this shooting yeah. is completely irrelevant to the events now that are going on in France. Yes. Because things have escalated far beyond that. Yes, and everyone can see that. I mean... The other relatives, again, the BBC just say a relative of the teenager, uh, has said the family did not want his death to spark riots. In fact, uh, we never called for hate or riots. I mean, the mother did upload it to TikTok and say, revolt in the name of my son, but there we go. Uh, and the grandmother has got to the point where she's like, actually, maybe we should stop the rioting. Maybe it's not good. So mixed messages coming out of that family. Um, but too late. I mean, all of this was set in place late. by the French state yes. and its immigration policies beforehand. Yes. Stop rioting. Stop destroying. I say this to those who are rioting. Do not smash windows. Attack schools and buses. Stop. It's mothers who take those buses. So they're trashing the places in which they live. Revolutions have violence. I'm shocked. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the BBC went to Nanterre, which is where this occurred, and interviewed... Uh, Various people. They asked three middle-aged white ladies, Lucille, Marie, and Jeanne, Jean, I think, uh, who were hanging around, and uh, they said, the rioting has nothing to do with what happened. Of course, the kid shouldn't have been killed, but he, he was joyriding without a license at 8 o'clock in the morning when children are going to school. And uh, Marie looks at one smashed bus shelter daubed with graffiti that reads, one cop, one bullet. I mean, at least they're not like pretending no there's mask. no mostly peaceful blah 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 no, the, no the mask is totally off at this point right now we get the arab view from nanterre uh bakari didn't give a second name uh doesn't justify the riots but believes so that they are understandable certain people react against violence with violence i wasn't surprised by nahil's killing because we have all had bad experiences with police there are good and bad any everywhere but the large majority of police are racist Yasmina says, I absolutely hate the French police. I wish them the worst. The whole system is corrupted by a systemic racist ideology. Okay, American. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's literally American leftism coming out of her mouth. Uh, and so, brilliant. That's good. Um, the French are also well aware of what's going on. Can you read French? Nope. Do you want to take a guess at what that means? Um, I'm a single mother. Please be merciful. Nearly. That's what it was in the yeah, United yeah, States. Yeah, exactly. So. Nearly. Please do not make, break my windows. I need them to pay for your mother's welfare payments. <laughs> we pay your benefits. Exactly. We pay your benefits. Exactly. <laughs> they know the kind of um, the, the class dynamics involved here. They know that these are two separate communities. 
that are essentially uh, segregated, and they are aware which community is paying for the other. <laughs> I love the idea of putting that. I don't think you would do that in an English situation. <laughs> or in an American situation, would they put up, we pay your benefits, so leave this alone. Based French. Yeah. So let's go on to what's happened. So uh, this we, we covered this a bit on Friday when it started, but this has carried on all weekend. Uh, who knows? I'm, I'm sure it's going to not carry on into this week because finally things are being done about it. Uh, but as the BBC pointed out, there are lots and lots of fake videos online, which has been really annoying. I've been following this all weekend, but like, okay, now this won't stop. Could you go back up to that? No, first I one? can't go back up. Uh, is it broken? These things happen. Yep. All right, that's buggered. Yep, that's totally screwed. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure the uh, the top one there yeah. was from a movie. Yeah, one of them was from uh, filming in the Fast and the Furious. I think it's that that's the one with the cars, where the cars are falling out of the yeah. uh, car park. Thanks for fixing that, John. Um, yeah, the, the, that one there, if you go down a little bit. Can I go down? I can go down a bit, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna just hammer it. But yeah, these these are all basically fake videos, and this one here is for a fast and few... Now it's just going down all the way down to the bottom again. Okay. I have no idea why that's happening. But anyway, yeah, lots of fake videos, one of them from the Fast and Furious movies, and uh, people were, of course, uncritically sharing these around because people don't check things. Um, we go to the next one. There's uh, headlines, which are obviously not real headlines from... Uh, John, you, I don't know what's going on with this, man, uh, but I can't scroll down. But anyway, um, the Dr. Shola article is not real, obviously. It just really sounds... You can scroll down just below that, please, John. Um, it just really sounds like what she would say. So we can look at the headline there. I fully support the looting of France by the disenfranchised black youth. Call it reparations. She didn't say that. She would, though. I'm not saying she wouldn't. But uh, but also, I went up and I looked at the Guardian opinion pieces, right? I thought, oh, yeah, what, what's the Guardian have to say to this? Nothing. Oh, really? Not even anything? Nothing. Just, mm. There is one article out of about a dozen that are just currently in the Guardian's current opinion pieces. And one of them is basically like, well, you deserve this, France. But the rest of them, and that was from, of course, a blank Muslim woman. Uh, the rest of them are just like, oh, Kirst Armour and the Labour Party, blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? Really? Only nothing more important going on at the moment than the Labour, you know. The French left. revolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not a word. It's like not a surprise, really. Anyway, so let's go on to various videos that have come out. I can't necessarily verify a lot of these, although I've done my best to do so. I also does it really matter? I know <laughs> I mean, exactly. Either way, the story is they're burning a lot of stuff down in France right yeah, now, needlessly. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of these you find second or third hand, so you've no idea where they've come from or when exactly they post this. So the chronology of this is not going to be great. But of course, this is them uh, throwing flares into a library because the yeah, library, library, yeah, deserves be. it. That makes sense. Um, lots of things on fire. Could be America. Could be the George Floyd riots. You can't tell. <laughs> Apparently three days of riots. Just loads of burned out buses. That's right. Could be anywhere in the West. If there's one thing the Hill hated, it was buses. Looks remarkably like a scene from Joker, doesn't it? It actually looks a lot like a scene from Joker. What, do you not remember that movie we watched? Which one? I showed you because I remember I read the Civil War thing and then a movie came out which we uh, I think I showed you on a previous podcast which was called Athena do you remember that? I do remember the title I can't so it was that. a French movie um, on Netflix oh about, which, about ethnic riots well a, a, a Algerian youth was killed by the police in circumstances that were disputed yeah. and then the whole country 
turns instantly into a civil war between the new French and the old French. Yeah. And the new French are rioting exactly like this. Mm. Uh, fireworks everywhere and, and shouting a lot of noise, which um, can't be described. It, it's almost like this was entirely predictable. Anyway, let's go on to the looting. Why wouldn't there be looting? Of course there's looting. Looting for justice. To be fair, anytime there is any kind of civil unrest or riot, local criminals are going to yeah. do their thing. Yeah. Are they going to start shouting about the Quran as they steal cars? Yeah. The Quran is mine. One man, local Frenchman, yells as he steals a Citroen from a local dealership. What? It's a French phrase. What are you? <laughs> Average Frenchman. Um, cutting down CCTV cameras. Mm. This actually hit one of them. I mean, I agree with this action, to be honest. Idiot. <laughs> Absolute idiot. Setting fire to residential buildings. I don't know. We've, I've, I, yeah, there we go. Setting fire to residential buildings. That's good. Maybe the Portland mayor's in there. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make light of this, but oh my God, look at it. Absolutely look at it. Yeah, but none of it's new. None of it's unpredictable. No, this no. is entirely what even movies were making fun of is going to happen in the next five years of France yeah. because they're at a level of a civil war. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry, but no one can be shocked or act like, oh my God, what do you mean importing the entire third world to a country would cause this? Yeah. And this is, I said before, I mean, I don't know when to bring this in, but this might be controversial, probably is. I'm kind of on the side of um, the French state deserves this. Not the French people. Obviously. Right. But do you happen to know the history of France and Algeria? Uh, what, the colonial... Well, that's uh, the thing. It's not colonial. That's it, the problem. Because... Would you describe it as imperial, then? No. Worse. Go so, uh, annexation. Because yeah. with the British oh, they Empire... they wanted to make it a part of France, With they? the British Empire and the majority of the French Empire, we had colonies. Okay, yeah. these separate areas that were classified as colonies yeah. and did their own thing yeah. and eventually got independence. Now, the French, for some reason, in the like, 1850s, decided that Algeria was as central a part of France as Paris, and so made it <laughs> one of the provinces that is essential to France, and they didn't give it up until 1964. Ah. So up until that point, there were various... Uh, there's actually some funny history. I won't go into the whole thing, but it's a great story if you want to go read about it. But there's um, some parts where they decide that every after the Second World War, everyone living in Algeria was entitled to French citizenship because they are as French as everyone else. Trust me, there's no difference whatsoever. And well, what are you going to get as a result of treating that land like that? Now, of course, they did end up going into a ridiculously violent and, well, crime against humanity filled civil war there. Yeah. Which, um, Wasn't it um, you get your ticket or you leave in a, a coffin or something? Well, leave, leave with a suitcase or leave in a coffin? Well, the French did really bad stuff well, I don't in know. Algeria. Yeah. Like um, Augusta Pinochet's flights, uh, they did that to quite a lot of civilians. They buried people alive. They would bomb civilian uh, villages mm -hmm. as recompense for, say, there was a riot. They would just go bomb some villages that had nothing to do with it, but they're Muslim. That was after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. They usually did that. Um, they'd also torture people, rape them, blah, blah, blah. Like, they were doing all these crimes against humanity that even the French press started writing about, is the Gestapo in Algeria? Like, what are we doing? Like, at the same time, the Beatles are touring the world. This yeah. is what France was doing in Algeria. I mean, it was horrific. But the fundamental point there being the French tried to claim through stupid liberal ideas that you could incorporate Algeria as a central part of France as, I don't know, Bordeaux. Yeah, I'm not saying the Algerians don't have a just reason to resent the French. That's one part. But then if you have a huge Why group of people, bring them across? If we had done this to the British Raj, 
people would be a lot more on edge about the number of Indians in the UK. Yeah, but, but you can't even reason, imagine that we'd do that. We didn't do any of that to the no. Indians, so we don't have to have that worry about the Indian population. <laughs> the, the, the Indians don't quite hate us like the Algerians hate the French. Yeah, and it's equivalent. Right. It's about, I think, 3% of France and 3% of the UK. So 3% of the UK is Indian, 3% of France is Algerian. Hmm. So, well, I'm sorry, but this is, again, like the French state claiming that liberal ideas are going to solve the world. Yeah, This not. is one of them, and this is a stupid one. Yeah. Anyway, these rioters are armed. As you can see by the arms they're carrying around. Again, average Frenchman. Yeah. Just integrate him. We're all the same. Aren't we all just humans? Yep. They've got machine guns. They're firing. Uh, firing the rifles into the air. Good news. Average French behavior. Certainly never see that in the Middle East. No. <laughs> and uh, apparently one of them fired an RPG into a police station as well. But, uh, I can't... I don't I know... Mean- you can't whether feel... that's actually happening. I mean, who knows? Like, I know, but either way, like obviously the French chaos. people are completely suffering as a result of what their government's done to them. And it's horrific. But yeah. you, you can't sit here and be like, well, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. No, everyone knew this was coming. And like I said, this is why I began with the letter two years ago. It's like, hey, there's going to be a civil war in France. It's divided along. And again, civil war is probably not the right phrase because this is clearly some kind of ethnic uprising. Like, yeah. There's a, it's, there is a distinct, you know, I don't want to call it a race war. But there is a distinct uh, ethnic boundary of who's on what side here. Anyway, uh, this ha- this happened to uh, be encountered by one of the mayors of one of, uh, the mayor of one of France's suburbs, uh, Le Haye Le Roses, uh, which is Vincent Jean Bron, uh, was attacked. A rioters set a car on fire and rammed it into his home. His wife and young children were inside. His wife had a broken leg, and one of his children was injured as they were trying to flee. So it's not just regular people who are being affected by this. It is also people in government, uh, the state. Um, hundreds of people were arrested, but we'll go on to that in a second. Uh, locals decided, right, we're going to have to start fighting back because what else are you going to do? The state isn't here to protect you. Nope. So who's going to? Yep. Um, apparently large numbers of them as well. Large numbers of young French men are like, okay, well, we're going to have to form some kind of militia and start marching around. Again, more French nationalists in the streets. Just, what are their options? Who can blame them? You know, this is what multiculturalism has wrought. Yeah, and I hope these people take their country back, because they don't have any control of it. And they've got nowhere else to go. Like the Moroccans... Whereas the Algerians. Yeah, they can go back to Algeria and Morocco. Anyway, this one... And you thought, weebs with katanas would be useless. You thought wrong. <laughs> I love Whilst this. you were studying the Quran, I was no, no, studying the blade. <laughs> literally, though, right? And now the world's on fire and the barbarians at the gates. You have the audacity to come to me. Help this. He must be like, I, I knew this day was coming. <laughs> I knew it. I'm totally validated. All that mockery. But uh, no, actually, it's, it's French weebs with Qurans. Uh, of course, French anti-far were like, well, we're not going to have any of that and went out to start fighting the regular French people who didn't want their towns burned down. Um, And uh, the French police really are not happy with this. Now, this is a translation of a letter that the French police unions have sent around. I'm just going to read it, because, like, okay, they're taking this pretty seriously, as they should, right? 
They say, now that's enough. Facing these savage hordes, asking for calm is no longer enough. It must be imposed. Restoring the Republican order and putting the apprehended beyond the capacity to harm should be the only political signals to give. In the face of such exactions, the police family must stand together. Our colleagues, like the majority of citizens, can no longer bear the tyranny of these violent minorities. Time is not for union action, but for combat against these pests. Surrendering, capitulating, and pleasing them by laying down arms is not the solution in the light of the gravity of the situation. All means must be put in place to restore the rule of law as quickly as possible. Once restored, we already know that we will relive this mess that we've been enduring for decades. For these reasons, the Alliance Police Nationale and UNSA Police will take their responsibilities and warn the government from now that on that at the end, we will be in action and without concrete measures for the legal protection of police, an appropriate penal response, significant means provided, the police will judge the extent of consideration given. Today, the police are in combat because we are at war. Tomorrow, we'll be in resistance and the government will have to become aware of it. Pretty intense stuff. No, but imagine living like this. No, I can't. Entirely it's... brought upon yourselves in terms of the French state brought this upon the French people. Yes. But I, I, I mean, this is just... There are so many people on the far right who have warned that this was going to be the inevitable rivers of blood that would end up flowing from multiculturalism, and here we are. It's just that France is five years ahead. Great. They deployed 45,000 police officers to contain this. That's a massive army. That's probably about the same number that Alexander conquered Persia with. (laughs) That's huge. Uh, 492 buildings have been damaged, 2,000 vehicles burned, 3,888 fires started, and uh, they ended up arresting um, about 1,300 people on the fourth night. Um, And as you can see, the the police have got, I mean, they're just an occupation force. And for some reason, they're bullying this guy on a moped. Don't know what happened before. No, who knows? But look, I mean, they literally look like a military occupation force. Yeah. I mean, this is why you can see from the Algerian accounts who are all very unfeeling and they're just like, well, you deserve this. The the revenge aspect. It's not quite like the conversation we have in English where it's just revenge because you took over the world. So screw you. You don't have a country anymore. Revenge because you bought us railways. Yeah. But in like the 60s, the Algerians had to deal with a police state from the French committing Mm. crimes against humanity still. So that's why you get this rhetoric from them being like, enjoy. But the thing is, this didn't have to happen in France. Yep. Like, it all could have been drawn under Algeria. You get your independence and your people can stay there. And we yep. don't, we aren't that. We're France. We have French people. But well, if instead, there's one thing. Liberal that, lie led to this. If there's one thing that the French are never praised for, it's their policing prowess. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one wants to be governed by French police. But uh, anyway, the riots have spilled into Belgium because why wouldn't you? 100 people arrested in Belgium, apparently. Because of police brutality in France? No. Come on. What do Belgium and France have in common? Hmm. Um, evil colonial empires. Also foreign populations. There is that. Of the same kind. So how did the New York Times take this? Well, this is a, this is a challenge for Macron, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit of a challenge. It's just a challenge for Macron. I mean, don't worry about all of the people who... I've had their lives ruined because of these. Again, it's George Floyd riots all over again. Like it's just like, look, this is a challenge, Trump. No, this is terrible for the people who have to live through it, who have done nothing to deserve it. You know, but um, but Macron was like, well, the, the East, Macron is of course trying to play the fence sitter on this. It's like, well, it was wrong to shoot the the kid. 
And it's also wrong to burn down property. It's like, thanks, Macron. Brilliant take. We'll get to some more. In fact, we'll go to the Macron's next bad take. According to him, Gamergate did this. The Algerians and the Moroccans who are rising up are just looking for ethics in video games. Look, they're all Gamergate fans. I don't want to tell you. Gamergate was massive in Algeria. According to him, uh, they're poisoned by video games. And so this is bad parenting. And the, mean, in, the internet should be... Nonsense. Do you think it's just an advisor being like, say something stupid so people get distracted by the stupid <laughs> statement? I don't know. I, don't, I can't even imagine. But he thinks the internet should be subject to stricter censorship because that was the problem. Too much free speech online. There are, of course, Algerian supporters who are like, if France doesn't want our immigrants, it shouldn't have colonized Algeria. I mean, okay, at least we agree it's revenge. I know, but I mean, this yeah. is my point. Like, it's not like English colonization. Yeah. Like, the French state tried to make Algeria a central part of it for, mm. well, that's, what's that, about almost 100 years? Yeah. I mean, you actually wanted them to be there. 132 years. Yeah. That's like, yes. well... It's really stupid. It, it's almost like what should have happened is we admit that different ethnic groups are different. Wow, that's a crazy racist thought you've just had. Yeah. I don't know. Vote Eric some more. I'm pro-diversity, though, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, it doesn't explain why exactly Ireland has to have immigrants now, or Sweden, or no. Finland, or <laughs> Latvia. You know, it doesn't explain all of that, but at least it does explain the French case. But yes, this is about revenge, and it's always about revenge, right? Um, but anyway, a bunch of French mayors have had thoughts on this, which is basically, um, for some reason, it's disappeared from my notes. Um, and I'm not going to go down because I'll break it again. But, uh, but basically, the, the French mayors are like, listen, we've been warning about this for ages. We told you this was coming. This is going to get really bad. In fact, the, you see there, you know, com space com comes up. there are communes everywhere in France that are the scene of serious unrest. It's like communes. Enclaves might be a way of describing them. So, yes. This I'm sorry, but I mean, this is the French Ron Paul meme. It's happening. You could have prevented this. Yeah, it very much is. Yeah. And uh, it could have been prevented, but it's too late now. So now it's the Tucker Carlson meme. It's over. It's so over. It's never been more over than it is now, according to the the French mayors. Um, there were, of course, French liberals who went out and said, please do not go and fight. It's ridiculous. Uh, why is it ridiculous? Opinion disregarded. Yeah. Oh, good. A liberal French woman has turned up to Trust encourage me. us not to put down the riots. 50 more years of liberalism and we'll all <laughs> sing them by our... John Lennon's Imagine crying on the street. Oh. Anyway. And you had uh, French commies going around going, well, I mean, in, in any society, the police are maintained to use a, a, an equal social order. It's like, yeah, okay. It's also nothing to do with this. Don't care, communists. Algerians, why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> inequality and social... No. no. No, of course not. Yeah. Poland's prime minister has a response, though. Uh, that's the wrong one. Um, Imam Tweedy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Imam Tweedy is just like, well, basically... You realize that you have brought in the worst people from these societies because really the people who are doing well in these societies actually don't want to leave because they live there and they're successful there. And so the 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 there is a self-selection mechanism when you open the borders to any other countries, the people who are doing the worst in those countries tend to want to come to you. I was actually interacting with a Taliban account recently. Oh, really? Yeah, what surprise? Because you know when you always see these posts like Afghan man rapes three children in yeah. Austria or something. And you always think to yourself, I mean, God, is everyone in Afghanistan an absolute barbarian? No, they'd probably hang him. This, the, yeah, these Taliban accounts were posting 
we did warn you when we took over these people were coming and you shouldn't have taken them. <laughs> I was like, well, I missed that, to be fair, but if you did... Yeah, but they were refugees. Yeah, refugees because we're going to hang them for the crimes they've committed. I'm not saying I'm pro-Taliban, but all I'm saying is... I am the- anti-rapist. Yeah, I am anti-rapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's uh, the, the Polish Prime Minister... Uh, translating this says, our plan is Europe of secure borders, security and public order. These are the values from which everything else begins. And then posted a video where she has uh, footage of France versus footage of random places in Poland. Yeah. I mean, we went to Poland. Insanely peaceful. Do you still remember what you said in the taxi as soon as we got to the airport? No. What? You said to the taxi driver, look, there's Polish people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was unusual to go to the, their capital city and actually see Polish people. Yeah. Because we don't see British people in our capital city. Um, but yeah, so Poland, uh, zero terror attacks, zero ethnic riots. Love my zeros. Um, anyway, so, no, wrong one. So, the BBC take. Far-right parties are on the rise across Europe. Good. Finally. Jesus Christ. Have we not had enough leftism yet? I'm willing to take the Polish view the sort of you know aggressive conservative view, so we're just not having it. I think this article. I don't think they actually mentioned Poland. No, here, they don't. Which is weird. Because of course, far right only means it's the bad people in Western Europe we don't like. Yeah, they mean uh, what's the lady in Italy? Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. Um, Vox. Marine and, Le Pen. Yeah, Finland and Greece. Marine Greece. Le Pen says that these race riots should never have been imported. She's a member of the far right for these. Okay, well, you're making the far right sound like quite a reasonable position in the light of what's happening. Uh, Politico, of course, have the same take. Oh, God, Europe's going right wing. So what does that mean? There's not going to be another genocide. Is there? No, don't there's not. not import rapists anymore. <laughs> Foreign uh, criminals will have to stay at home. Is that what we were doing? <laughs> yeah. But so this is um, basically, uh, as far as I can tell, just a, a fairly re- reasonable summary of what's going on. Uh, these are ethnic riots. They are because of a long history of conflict and it's not going to be solved and it should never have happened. Why are they in France? That's the question. Um, we'll leave it there. With that, we'll move to yeah. university crying. Enjoy. Good luck with that. <laughs> See if you can get that working because I can't. I will never make the mistake of hitting down. That's, yeah, that's don't hit my down. trick. Anyway, diversity is crying. It cries. As, uh, <laughs> no, 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 that reference. <laughs> diversity, the concept, or diversity, the rarefied individuals? Both of them. Both right, of okay. them are absolutely taking a beating. Because, of course, the news broke that affirmative action in the United States has been declared unconstitutional because um, that's racist. I know. Now that racism is illegal, the left are quite <laughs> upset for some reason. <laughs> but well, that's actually what's happened, though. Sincerely, that was a Babylon B headline, but it was real. Sincerely, institutional racism has been made illegal in the United States because of black justice. Yeah, but only racism against whites and Asians. Well, that's not true. But we'll get to them later. Anyway, we'll mention something first on OCS.com being why American society is collapsing. Um, This was one of them. Yeah. And and thankfully now it's gone. Yeah, this was one of the things that Dan and I talked about. I mean, just division on racial lines between the United States in which you discriminate against. Well, certain groups that are pretty productive, for some reason, you thought that was a good idea. But we'll go to the next uh, link, because as you can see, may I remember? Oh, yes, the diversity hire that Joe Biden literally said was a diversity hire. Yeah, I mean, she was completely useless. I just love how she calls herself a historic figure. Yeah, yeah, she calls herself a historic figure. I mean, it's just absolutely comical. Isn't she a black lesbian? Um, yes. Truly, a black immigrant lesbian. Truly historic. I think this has gone the wrong way, actually. That's not the correct 
Uh, yeah, you're at the article. That's there we you're are. That's right at the end. Right. We'll start off with the news being AP saying here breaking the US Supreme Court rules colleges and universities must stop being racist. <laughs> shocker, shocker, I know. It's <laughs> bad, bad, bad day to be left wing. <laughs> but there we are. Bad day to be a racist in academia. My fault. But the quotes are quite something. So you can see Chief Justice John Roberts said that for too long, universities have concluded wrongfully that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the colour of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice. Based? So, I mean, Martin Luther King there, living through one of the Republican <laughs> justices. Uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who was very upset, she was the only other person, except from the diversity hire judge, who voted to keep mm -hmm. racism legal. Um, she wanted to keep racism legal because if we made it illegal, it would roll back decades of precedent and momentous progress. Which is I mean, that sounds like a KKK statement. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> just, made progress in the South. If and, we uh, desegregate, <laughs> it's going to roll back decades of precedent yeah, and progress that we've made. She's not a very convincing speaker. And then we have, um, of course, the diversity hire herself, Justice Jackson. Ah, the one who couldn't define what a woman is. Yeah, the one who She's was, not a um, biologist, you know. Light on pedophiles. Mm. Uh, she was the court's first black female justice, literally just there for diversity hiring. Her entire position Well, that's why Joe Biden chose her. Yes, but her position now has been declared unconstitutional. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, her quote was, this is truly a tragedy for us all. <laughs> Mostly her... <laughs> again, again, I'm just picturing some slave owner being like, oh, "This truly a tragedy for us all, isn't it? Yeah, my, my property has gotten free. My property is free. Uh, <laughs> dreadful day for America. <laughs> Radio. I mean, in case you forgot, I mean, this is her over there. Yeah, you know, complete waste of time. Yeah, uh, not an interview uh, individual who's actually worth anything. She but literally picked for diversity hiring qualifications of having melanin and a vagina. It's hard to get. It's incredible that she's not embarrassed by that, though. No, she revels in it for yeah, some reason. This is her primary argument. So, okay. listen, I have a vagina and I'm brown. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Express spokesman. Yeah, yeah. So much hard work. For people who don't know the case, what everyone was talking about, for some reason, maybe, maybe you missed it. Uh, here's the data, for example, the systemic racism laid out for you, which is that if you went to medical school, for example, you applied, the acceptance rates here are based on your grade point average. And as you can see, if you were black and you had a really high grade point average, you had a 94% chance of getting in, whereas if you were Asian, it was about 50-50, yeah. even though you're a genius. Even though the, the Asians sued Harvard, didn't they? Yes, they're the ones who are most affected by it all. Yeah. But even if you're a complete moron, um, if you were black and applied, you had a 50-50 chance of getting in. In fact, you had more of a chance, or sorry, almost as more, much of a chance, if you were black and stupid, as getting to medical school, as if you were Asian and smart, <laughs> which is a perfect system. I mean, it's not like history has taught us that maybe, I don't know, meritocracy is quite useful for, say, the military. You know, important things. Meritocracy is racist, though. So that's, that's throw it all out, was what America did for some reason. And finally, it's gone, thankfully. That is incredible, though. An Asian genius and a black idiot have got the same chance of getting into Harvard. Yeah. I mean, you can see Vince Dow here, for example, good yeah. friend, because he... Uh, been very good on Vice. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep, yep. He said here, fun fact, I got rejected from every Ivy League score with a 4.7 grade point average and a 1550 SAT. I assume that's good. I don't know anything about American grade. American stuff, yeah. but yeah, it is good. Although in fairness, it probably had more to do with me being a conservative than being Asian. Probably not, actually. No, turns out yeah. you um, just got screwed. Whereas this retard he was on Vice with got accepted. Yes, I remember this. Who just wrote Black Lives Matter 500 times and yeah. then got accepted to Harvard. 
whereas Vince Dow was rejected. And those two had a debate together about privilege in America. And the man who wrote Black Lives Matter a million times thought he was oppressed. <laughs> I mean, it is just comical. Oh, and he got that in because States. I wrote Black Lives Matter. Of course I'm being oppressed. Yeah. But we'll go to some other data here real yeah. quick, which is just this is Harvard applications in the top academic desk style have, uh, dif- have different chances of admission depending on their race. So if you're black and you're the highest uh, position of, uh, I, pre- I presume, academic achievement, then you have like a 56% chance of success Yep. compared to whites who have a 15% or Asians who have a 12% chance of success. Oof. So literally, just because you're black, you can get in on ridiculous uh, advantages there. I mean, why are the Asians being unfairly, like ex- excessively marginalized? Though, what do they ever do? Um, well, they're smart. Well, there is that. They go to school. They work hard. They study. They don't get suspended for bringing in knives or drugs. Right, okay. For some reason, right. just that ethnic group. I mean. As brown as they are, and therefore oppressed, and therefore, you know, the white supremacist system tries to destroy them in the United States, they're just unaffected. Hmm. For some reason, they, they just, it doesn't touch them whatsoever. And in fact, they even do better than whites on average, any group of whites. Yeah, it's weird well. that the white supremacy choose certain ethnic groups to be like, yeah, I'll give you more power than the whites. It's almost like this theory of bollocks. Yeah, it is. And therefore, this case should have been thrown down on an ideological level, regardless. You can see here, we have Elizabeth Warren, Miss Pocahontas herself being salty about the whole thing. An extremist Supreme... Go down. An extremist Supreme Court has once again reversed the decisions of decades of settled law, rolled back the march towards racial justice, and narrowed educational opportunity for all. It's ironic. You may remember herself being a white woman had to claim she was American Indian <laughs> yeah. on her application to even get in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it, there's not really much to say. Like, the people whining about this on the American left right now who are white... All tried to play the card and beat the game because they knew yep. it's bad to be white. I mean, they're literally privileging other races. Elizabeth Warren doing it right here. I mean, Gavin Newsom tried to throw a, a hissy fit about this, in which he was like, how dare they do this? They want to whitewash our history. What are you talking about? This is talking about the future. He's, he's just, I don't know, schizoid posting at this they point. They want to bring back the America of book bans and segregated campuses. Oh, the oh, just I'm no, not, literally the opposite. I'm just done with it. I'm done. Do you with not it. remember this, black only dorms? I do. I remember, remember how the American right were calling. Do for you that? not remember the universities that were doing uh, racial retreats where they go on the yeah. black one and be like, "Oh, you're great because you're black," and then the white ones would be take to the white one and be like, "You're bad because you're white." And it's just like just the endless clips we have from American campuses. Yeah, it's just of people turning up and being like, "This is a black only space." But it's like, yeah, oh, you want to do exactly what we're doing. It's like, no, no, actually, the, the opposite. It didn't make any sense. Nuanceboro point out here that they actually had a vote in California twice. About affirmative action on the state level? Yeah, because they were trying to take it. Uh, try, they were trying to repeal the legislation that prevented you from being racially discriminated against. And both times the Californian population at large went, no, racism bad. Yeah. But which, only by 54 to 45%. Yeah. Which tells right. you a lot about California. But anyway, here's the full opinion. Here's the document. And um, oh boy, is it, it, it's long. It's, there's a lot of writing. Of so course it's long. What I thought I'd do is uh, I'll just read out the best bits because there are some best bits. And this is the real story for me, because, of course, you can sit and talk about that stuff, yeah. and we will in a minute. But the actual meat of the substance, real quick, they argue, um, the bits I'm not going to read out real quick, is just that they main point is that obviously racial discrimination is illegal. Mm-hmm. That's it, really. That's the argument. I noticed that Clarence Thomas's entry is literally just Uncle Ruckus quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Um, because what was interesting about this... At least that's what I'm being told by, uh, by left-wing media. <laughs> it almost was. 
I'm not even joking. <laughs> because um, they'll, they'll make an argument for about a paragraph about how obviously this is wrong. And then they spend the rest of their time talking about a certain diversity hire sat next to them that they don't like and should, doesn't, doesn't deserve to be there. So just as a quick thing before we start, uh, my understanding of it is that the Supreme Court justices are there to give the final interpretation of the Constitution. Yeah. And it seems that uh, is it was Justice Jackson uh, or whichever the diversity hire was, that's her, that's her uh, seems to not reference or care about the Constitution at all. No. She actually, I don't think in her argument she ever referenced the Constitution <laughs> when I read it. She really just... It's I'll, only her job. I'll, anyway. read, I'll read it for you because she, she didn't. All right. So <laughs> one of the justices lists the way that emissions work at Yale and Harvard, and they point out that race is considered uh, according to each university at every single stage of the emissions. Uh, when they're sorting out at every point that yeah, they consider yeah. the race, it's it's not even Good slightly news, yeah. that. Exactly and how you want things done. Explicitly, they say the goal of doing that is to ensure that the number of racial minorities doesn't drop off, is that words. So, yes, you are being racially discriminatory against everyone who is not um, black. That, that is actually what you've done. So... That's the bit of law, which, you know, case there. We've got on sound to arrive at the liberal position of equality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they have here a, a note in the middle of uh, the first justice's speech where it says, Justice Jackson attempts to minimize the role <coughs> that race plays in UNC's admissions process by noting that from 2016 to 2021, the school accepted a lower percentage of the most academically excellent in-state black candidates. That is 65 out of 67 of the applicants. That's a ninety-seven percent success rate if you were black and applied, and that's that not good enough. That is that is proof that they're not getting a leg up, according to Justice Jackson. Amazing, which didn't make any sense. I mean, literally, her argument is why isn't it one hundred percent? Yeah, why she, is it just everyone? Well, she argues that that ninety-seven point zero one percent chance of success is clearly racial discrimination against blacks <laughs> because the Asians of a similar academic excellence uh, qualified in ninety-eight percent. In that particular school. So that point, sorry, that 1% difference proves that there's discrimination against blacks. It doesn't make any sense. He, he then goes on to write, it is not clear how the rejection of just two black applicants <laughs> over five years could, quote, in <laughs> indicate a genuinely holistic admissions process as Justin Jackson contends. So, yeah, I mean, that's my point. Like, even he yeah. is whining on her before we get further. But he makes an argument in here. He says 80% of all black applicants in the top academic uh, decile were admitted to UNC, while under 70% of white and Asian applicants in that decile were admitted. So, I mean, that is actually a big drop. In the second highest academic decile, the disparity is even starker, with 83% of black applicants succeeding, whereas 58% of white applicants succeeded, and only 47% of Asians were admitted. And in the third highest decile, yet again, blacks have a 77% chance of success. Even though we're getting to the bottom of the barrel here, 48% uh, of whites in that decile have any chance of success, 34% hmm. of Asians. Have you included Thomas Sowell's commentary on this sort of stuff? I I've added him at the end. Right, I won't spoil it then. Oh, you go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's just Thomas Sowell makes the point. It's like, look, this isn't actually helping the blacks because that's just really increased their dropout rate. It does. Massively. If you take some really unacademic black people and force them into Harvard, just because you've done that doesn't mean they're going to graduate. Yeah. Now they've got four years or however long of not wanting to be there. And now we don't have the doctors we need because yeah. instead you rejected those Asian guys and they're now working at 7 Eleven. And the white guys. Great. Great. 
But yeah, the Asians yeah. just happen to be most affected in this case. Yeah. So respondents also suggest that race is not a negative factor because it does not impact many admission decisions, writes the justice. Yet at the same time, the respondents who say that race doesn't impact their admissions maintain that their demographics of their admitted classes would meaningfully change if they stopped doing it. So it doesn't matter, but if you choose us to be blind... It's just which button am I going to press? Yeah, I, I love that. So the, the universities in question were sitting there with their big fancy lawyers, and their lawyers were sincerely arguing that we don't take race into account, but if we uh, had to do that legally, we would have no more black students. Listen, you liars. <laughs> I'm sick of being lied to. <laughs> it was such an obvious lie, Yeah, because they made it in the same sentence, and the, the, the justices are sat there like, Honestly, it's like my children lying to me where they're just so caught in such an obvious age. You look at them so and they, they know and you know and they know you know. So he just responds, how else but negative can race be described if in its absence members of some racial groups would be admitted in greater numbers? And the universities <laughs> didn't have an answer to that. Well, what were they going to say? <laughs> yeah, what do you okay, do? yeah, we have been totally caught here, actually. Uh, they have a note at the end of his uh, speech there as well where they just say, Justice Jackson contends that race does not play a determinative role in applicants at UNC. <laughs> after all of that evidence. But even the principal dissent acknowledges that race and race alone explains the admission differences. So again, I, just a little note in the middle of his argument, which is just like, Justice Jackson is also a moron. Moving on. No, Justice Jackson is lying. That's what this is. They end off with his segment. For some reason, they just put in a note on every page at the end of the justice's arguments. Note, Justice Jackson took no part in the consideration or decision of this case. They probably want us to know this, just so they know, look, just we didn't listen. Just, well, <laughs> like, it's not that. We're, we're sidelined the diversity. That doesn't mean she didn't turn up the vote. She did, and she voted for racial discrimination in favour of her to be legal, mm. of course. She didn't turn up to discuss with any of the others. She didn't even turn up to discuss the points. She didn't Why even she? seemingly turn up to listen to the evidence. Why would she? She's no. made her mind up already. I, I'll... I'll, I'll Skip it for now, just to because I was going to put it at the end, but I'll say it now. Her argument is just ideology. There's yeah. nothing in there worth reading. Yeah, it's, I could have made it up, and I'm sure you could have yeah, written yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be like a first year university lecture on social justice and racial dynamics and institutional oppression and all that sort of nonsense. In fact, I'll list it right now because it really is that simple. Of course, she it says is. slavery happened. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then Jim Crow happened. Yeah, and in the modern day. There are still differences in yep. income between blacks and whites on average. Great point. Therefore, slavery lives on. Checkmate. I mean, it is actual like a child has yeah. come to you. But, but there I mean, you are. She was a diversity hire, so. Yeah. Now let's move to someone who's got a bit more to say. <laughs> Justice Thomas. <laughs> a black man. <laughs> the only black man in America with a white nationalist fan base. <laughs> um, now he wrote that paragraph. I'm not even joking there either. As, as I mentioned, um, of why this is obviously legal. And then he did not bother for the next several pages. <laughs> Instead, he spent the next several pages writing that Justice Jackson doesn't belong here. She should get lost. <laughs> and for some reason... I love it. Literally, here's a paragraph explaining the constitutional fact that it obviously is wrong. Blur. Moving let me on. talk about my colleague. Yeah, I hate Justice Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. So I, I don't know why no one's picked up on it. Presumably people haven't gone through it. But I'm going to read it for you. So he says... Uh, Racialism simply cannot be undone by different or more racialism. Instead, the solution announced in the second founding is incorporated, incorporated in our constitution. That we're all equal and should be treated equally before the law without regard to our race. Average Nazi. 
Right, that's it. That's all he wrote about the case. <laughs> that is literally it. Can be bothered to do anymore. But the thing is, but the thing is that that is the answer to the entire question. Yeah, like, it literally doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Should we be racially discriminatory? No, because it's illegal according to the Constitution. That's all he wrote. That's, that's case closed. <laughs> I've still got like loads of space left though. You got to fill out. Got to fill out your argument, mate. So he fills out his speech with the following. <laughs> I'm just going to read this. It's great. Justice Jackson has a different view. Rather than focusing on individuals as individuals, her dissent focused on the historic subjugation of black Americans, invoking statistical racial gaps to argue in favor of defining and categorizing individuals by their race. As she sees things, we are all inextricably trapped in a fundamentally racist society with the original sin of slavery and in the historical subjugation of black Americans still determining our lives today. I love that this is two black people arguing on the Supreme Court. About the blacks black are oppression. oppressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can't get anywhere in life because whitey's <laughs> holding them down. It's just... And, and just, and we'll Tom, never have a black president because of this. <laughs> exactly. And Thomas is just sat there like, this is just... <laughs> yeah. He writes, the panacea, Justice Jackson says, is to unquestionably accede to the view of elite experts and reallocate society's riches by racial means. With the passage of the 14th Amendment, the people of our nation proclaimed that the law may not sort citizens by race. In this principle, it is that the framers of the 14th Amendment adopted in the wake of the Civil War to fulfill the promise of equality under the law. Yet, Justice Jackson would replace the second founder's vision with an organizing principle based on race. In fact, in her view, almost all of life outcomes may be unhesitatingly ascribed to race. This is so... Hang on, hang on. So there's a, there's, a, there's a quick thing here. In her case, it probably is that all of the outcomes she achieved have been ascribed to her race. And so she's like, well, this is how things work. I got this because I'm black. If I don't have affirmative action, literally, what will I do? Exactly. I, w- I wouldn't have been given all of the things I've been given. So. Sniffing glue in your own time, wouldn't you? I guess. This is so, she writes, because of statistical disparities among racial groups. Even if some whites have lower household net worth than some blacks, what matters to Justice Jackson is that the average of the white household is higher than the average of the black household. Worse still, Justice Jackson, I mean, he name drops her about 50 times for no reason. I, I love the way it's, it's got this kind of venom in it as well. Justice Jackson yeah. believes. Uses her broad observations about statistical relationships between race and select measures of health, wealth, and well-being to label all blacks as victims. Nor do Justice Jackson statistics regarding the correlation between levels of health, wealth, and well-being between selected racial groups prove anything. <laughs> Of course, none of those statistics are capable of drawing direct, casual links between race rather than socioeconomic status or any other factor and individual outcomes. It's so funny, it's like this doesn't prove anything. So Justice Jackson supplements the links herself. The legacy of slavery and the nature of inherited wealth. This, she claims, locks blacks into seemingly perpetually inferior castes. Such as view so such a view is irrational. It is also an insult to individual achievements and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers rather than consign themselves to a permanent victimhood. Literally, first black man on the Supreme Court has to chew out the first black woman on the Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm here for all of this. I don't want to give my money to the ghetto people over there. (laughs) 
Anyway, so go. Accordingly, Justice Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat at each step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. What matters is not the barriers they face, but how they choose to confront them. I love that statement, though. It's mm. just like, you may come into a racist, but it's how you deal with it. Which is, in fact, poor choice of words, perhaps. And their race is not to be blamed for everything, good or bad, that happens in their lives. A contrary, myopic worldview based on individual skin colour to the total exclusion of personal choice is nothing short of racial determinism. Yes, they are absolutely racial determinists. I mean, it is true. I saw, I think it was Voltez Ghost pointing out that Justice Thomas here, I mean, he really is the actual intellectual heavyweight because he is laying out, as I promoted earlier, the critical race theory aspect. Because yeah. Justice Jackson has no thoughts. She's not had a single no. thought in her life. No. She She's been programmed by the people, yes. Justice Jackson, he writes, again, just starts with her name every time, like it's a slur <laughs> for some reason. Then builds on her faulty premise to call for action, arguing that courts should defer to experts and allow... <laughs> oh, what? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Sorry. The Supreme Court should defer to experts on what? The law? Yes. Are there any... Like, you... are. Why? Why? Because she's not one. I guess not. But like, just the, the people in the Supreme Court, are like, no, we are the experts. <laughs> like, we're the highest be. authority in the land for interpreting the law. But if you are a bunch of diversity highs, you've got to defer to someone. Because clearly, I mean, you're just, munching crayons. So, <laughs> just yeah, but it's just so. Like, what what experts would you think know more than the Supreme Court justices? That's what they're there for. And why he says that she thinks we should defer to someone else, not her. Yeah. Which um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake, her descent is not a vanguard of the innocent and helpless. It is instead a call to empower privileged elites who want to tell us what is required to level the playing field among castes and classifications that they alone can divide. Unsurprisingly, this tried and failed <laughs> system, love that, yep. as it is, defies both law and reason. Start with the obvious. If a social reorganization in the name of equality may be justified by mere fact of statistical disparities among racial groups, then reorganization must continue until these disparities are fully eliminated, regardless of the reasons for the actual disparities or the cost of elimination. If blacks... This is just all Thomas Sowell, man. Entirely. He's so good, at this yeah. point. <laughs> if blacks fail a test at higher rates than their white counterparts, regardless of the actual reason, the only solution will be, <laughs> will be more race-focused measures. If those measures were to result in blacks failing yet another test in higher rates, the only solution would be to double down. In fact, they would seem to no longer be uh, there would seem to be no logical limit to which the government may do to level the racial playing field. Outright wealth transfers, quota systems, and racial preferences would all seem permissible. In such a system, it would not matter how many innocents suffer race-based injury. All that would matter is reaching the race-based goal. But this this ends up with Robert Nozick's uh, position, where it's like, look, that would mean that any capitalist act would have to be outlawed. Because literally, the ability to buy and sell is the origin point of financial and economic inequality. Some people earn more money through their transactions than others, and therefore you would be forbidden ultimately for to even be able to account for your own finances. That's yeah. the only way this could happen. I mean, he goes on and on. I mean, just this next one. Worse, the classifications that Justice Jackson brawls up, and just, I don't have time for it because it just goes on. Justice Jackson argues that race-based conscious programs are necessary. But why is she retarded? <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, because I want to give this example that she gives of two applicants, and she makes up this privileged white man who's got you know every <laughs> privilege imaginable, and then that makes up a black applicant who is oppressed in every aspect of his life and goes, see, what if that happens? 
What if I make up these two things? Yeah, so um, Thomas makes up two other people. <laughs> <laughs> and this says, what about this? Huh? <laughs> so, I don't have time for it, but it's just, it's just funny. <laughs> it doesn't even bother arguing with her at that point. We'll end this off where he says, Indeed, Justice Jackson seems to have no response. No explanation at all to the made-up people I just made up. <laughs> Sorry, but instead he says, For the people who would burden uh, what she's proposing. How, for example, would Justice Jackson... Again, he just keeps bringing up a name. I can't yeah. get over how often he does that. Ex- uh, explain the need for race-based preferences. I love the fact that they're capitalised. Yeah. Justice Jackson has no answer. <laughs> so how would she explain the need for race-based <clears throat> preferences to a Chinese student who has worked hard his whole life only to be denied college admission on the basis of his skin. If such a burden would seem difficult to impose on a bright-eyed young person, that's because it should be. If what you're doing makes you feel like you're the bad guy in the movie, probably are. Yeah, that's excellent. And then uh, there's a block of text from Justice Jackson, as I mentioned, which is completely worthless, not worth your time. You can go and read it in your own time if you want to. I'm saying don't bother. It's as badly written as Mein Kampf is, because she literally just sits there and goes, slavery, um, so Asian's bad. Do we just, have any reference to the Constitution whatsoever? No, it's, it's, it's completely pointless. Yeah. And in fact, um, imagine reading anything ever from her. Yeah, I saw that. Like, uh, where's um, oh yeah, Clarence Thomas? A word so, spoken by each justice in their first eight arguments. Clarence Thomas, 96... Her 11,000. And three. It's literally the left-wing meme block of text. Yeah. But it's just, I'm not reading all that. It's badly written. None of it makes sense. You make up things in your argument. No. I mean, there's 96, though. The other point of uh, men versus women there. Sure, but like you... mastering rhetoric there. Karen Thomas, I'm just going to cut right to the heart from it. This is wrong because it's racial discrimination. Goodbye. I've never read his uh, first statement, but now I will, because it's only 96 words. <laughs> I'm never going to read the other ones, because why would you? All right. There were also a fair few memes about all of this, Yeah, as you've mentioned. Um, uh, he has quite a fan base out there. <laughs> I think he really does. <laughs> and um, there are some claims about Thomas himself, which should be mentioned. Yeah. Slate wrote this article talking about how his oh, own life did he? has been one of affirmative action. Right. And therefore, and this is the rhetoric in left-wing circles. But what I love about this is clearly the one person that they've let in who didn't need affirmative action <laughs> and somehow yes. the stars aligned but <laughs> i'll just start off by mentioning that this is an argument yeah. that is there this is the left-wing argument i don't think it's a good one because they argue that well thomas he got affirmative action in his application to university and then they interviewed one of his ex-girlfriends for all that's worth in which she says that every job he's ever gotten was because he's black oh, yeah his girlfriend so wouldn't stand up in court sure but it's there and um the thing is it's not a good argument, even if you accept that it's all true, because, well, have you considered how old that man is? Yeah. Might have been the case when he was applying for you that university place six years after the Civil Rights Act came into being. You know, it might have been in his lifetime. He might have experienced, I don't know, some discrimination direct from the state, Jim Crow. Maybe. etc. Society itself. Whereas, you know, if you're going to university now, you would have been born in 2004. So... Maybe, you should be okay. Maybe you didn't suffer Jim Crow. So maybe we should get rid of the racial discrimination in favor of you. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's it's not even worth thinking about. I, I just, they can't even make an argument that's successful on any grounds. I have been waiting for this to be overturned since I found out about it when I was like 13. And I brought this up to my history teacher at the time. And I said, well, obviously that's racial discrimination against whites. And he said, no. <laughs> and they couldn't explain why. But- 
Okay, so with, with this, uh, they're like, oh, well, you're an affirmative action hire. Okay, well, he won't happen again then. You should be happy. And if anyone deserved it, it might have been someone who lived through Jim Crow. But not... also, he seems to be intelligent. Yeah, but, <laughs> but even if you were going to argue, it would be like, you know, you know the, those Japanese people we put in the camps? Maybe they deserve reparations. But um, Tariq O'Shiel over here, who has just robbed the local Nike store and was born in 2004, um, maybe he doesn't for slavery. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But I've been waiting for this all my life um, that I can remember, and I'm glad it's happened. I'm glad I'm around. Oh, yeah, it's it. brilliant. And I should have had, I forgot, actually, someone sent us some little tiles, and one of them was of Thomas Sowell. I'm glad he got them to see it as well. Yeah, me too. Absolutely glorious. But there we have that. We'll move on to the uh, next section here, which I think people are going to enjoy, which uh, is the response, because I didn't have time otherwise to go through yeah. the actual writing. Because, of course... The response to the affirmative action thing has been the most racist thing I've ever seen. Oh no, they take away our slaves again. <laughs> kind of. It, the, the left-wing position is unironically racism today, or racism tomorrow, racism forever. Yeah, I know. I expected them. Uh, I don't know why naively I expected this, that they would at least for the affirmative action thing kind of just take it on the nose and scuttle away. Yeah. Because, oh, come on, there's no winning this. It's ridiculous. I mean, but, they literally have us banged to rights as being a bunch of racists. Yeah. And we'll start by promoting something on thoseas.com before we get into the response, which is just comedy gold, which is the the Critical Race Theory Explained series, which, I mean... Oh, uh, yes. You went through the Bible oh, yeah. and explained it. So yeah. people should go check them out. Some of them are free. Some of them are premium. Yes. So I have to watch the premium ones. But it's explaining as to why the modern left is what it is, which is what we're about to look at. Because, I mean, the modern left thinks this is what just happened. As you can see, congratulations to white supremacy for winning a huge victory today. So some leftists, uh, artist's interpretation of what this man assumes is going Why on white it. supremacy needs the voice of a black man to achieve its goals is a different question. And of course, the reality is literally the exact opposite. Obviously. Every time. I mean, people were putting uh, this and retweeting it a lot. This is a tweet from what is believed to be a bot account. Okay, not real. But this person tweeted out, today's Supreme Court decision... No, no, this is a bot account. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, right. Okay, so they uh, tweeted out, Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. Now, again, I think it's important to remember that this is the, uh, I assume it's a right-wing bot, that is designed to mischaracterize and caricature the left. There's no way that anyone stands on this position, is there? See, it's weird. It does for some reason. Turns out the left have gone mad. No, they're, they're, well, they're, they, they brought into critical race theory. <clears throat> but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like the, the right's like, hey, we're going to try and caricature your position. And the left's like, no, you're not. Because we own that. <laughs> it's like, whoa, well, okay. Double down, idiots. Yeah, checkmate right wingers. I mean, I saw this on Reddit, for example. The white people Twitter Reddit. So the responses are all leftists. Yeah. And their responses were, I'll just take some quotes. Proud Democrat. That's such a Republican trying to play a Democrat thing to say. It's always about pride with those people. What? Yeah, I don't... I don't I oh, average Republican think. pride parade. Anyway, pride month. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the next person said, liberals don't actually fit the stereotype the conservatives have created for them, so they have to make them up. <laughs> what? That's why that Erica Marsh hoax was so convincing. Because you do exactly fit all of the stereotypes. We'll see how well that take ages in the following minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else went with Russian disinformation, question oh, yeah. mark, and got loads uh, of upvotes because it's uh, Reddit. Cancer. Of course it is. So that's what they did. 
But I want to real quick remind people, when you've had affirmative action all your life, equality seems like oppression. Oof. It does. Certainly does. <laughs> Just oof. A tragedy for us all, she said, because this is oppression for them, because finally they have equality. Now, I'm never not going to be happy that she had to sit on this court and yeah, had to I deal know. with that. As you can see, the Babylon Bee saying here, awkward. Supreme Court rules against affirmative action with affirmative action hire sitting right there. <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. My presence in this court has just been ruled illegal. And this sort of satire was what, of course, that bot account was presumably trying to get at. Yeah. But of course, as the left has failed on Reddit to realize, you live the satire, you people. Yes. And we can have it in real time. I mean, Al Sharpton came out and said that equality is sticking a dagger in our back. <sighs> oh, no, I'm going to weep for Al Sharpton. He says here, this is a tremendous setback that must be resisted in every corner, including the Department of Justice. I'm going to use the Justice Department. I mean, literally, to rig the system if, if we can't be racist, yeah. then this is a dagger in our back. How will the black community survive, says Al Sharpton. Um, what? How will the black community survive if we're not racially preferenced? Then the media got involved. Oh, yeah. And made it even worse. Oh, yeah. So this is on MSNBC. Oh, yeah. Had a chap on here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to get some great takes now. Quote, I fear what will happen. Will there be many lawyers who look like Charles and I in the future? Or doctors or accountants? It is a problem. It is not preferential treatment. Our preferential treatment has been taken away. I'm sorry, but you literally just sat on national TV and said, without affirmative action, there will be no black lawyers, doctors, or accountants. It's actually what you did. And you did it on a leftist outlet because you're a leftist. Now, bot account from earlier that said that blacks won't be able to succeed in life without affirmative action, and the leftists were all sitting there being like, well, this is clearly, we, we would never say. Your propaganda outlet. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be like the left or the real racist, but it just really is palpable. <laughs> it, they can't be any other way. The left are black nationalists. Yeah. I think yeah. is the statement you should probably use. Yeah. Instead of the real, because we always hate that anyway, yeah. for other reasons. But it is just ridiculous how in every possible instance they'll be like, no, blacks community in the United States need every privilege you can give them. Why and does that guy look like Frankenstein's monster? It looks like he's had <laughs> half his head stitched back on. I, I don't know. Maybe he has a, a hairline that goes much lower and he's decided to receive it. Uh, no idea. Or he's just got a hell of a wrinkle in the middle of his head. But anyway, there's another quote from them here on MSNBC where they said, uh, what you're doing is you're limiting people's access to the American dream because black Americans can never achieve anything without being lifted up. <laughs> Um, he says, and that is something that we are not we are uh, not really being honest about in our discussion. That man, I mean, I'm sorry, but it really is the most ra racist response possible. Yeah, they actually did sell <clears throat> national TV and sort of sit around a bunch of black people. Incidentally, if people listening are sitting around going, "Well, of course, blacks can't succeed without help." I I I don't want to say certain things. <laughs> That they're saying, because I would be called a racist and be deplatformed. <laughs> but they can say it. For some reason. He ends that statement off with, now we are going to see that segregation is becoming wider and wider because we have an equal playing field and blacks literally can't compete unless they have the system rigged for them. That's not Says my opinion. Black That's their opinion. Yeah, this is MSNBC speaking, yeah. YouTube, not me. In case you were thinking about banning. Yeah, dear YouTube, we disagree with this. <laughs> Dear YouTube, I'm not a leftist. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Quote, another person comes in and says, we will return to elite institutions now. 
That was the point of them. Yeah, although he's saying that because he believes the black people won't be allowed in. Um, they will become elite institutions, more specifically, being a space of particular population, predominantly white and Asian students. An MSNBC guest who came on and said that. Now, the bot from earlier. Not that bad. <laughs> By comparison, is all I'm saying. Uh, the last headline from MSNBC, well, this is something they read out, in fact, on TV. The headline for today is Access and Opportunity Denied. I mean, they're literally telling black people they can't go to university. The, the propaganda outlet of the left in the United States spent yeah. the day in response to that court ruling addressing the black population <laughs> and saying, you are nothing, you are worthless, you will never be a doctor, accountant, or a lawyer, don't even try, because now the system's not rigged in your favour, you are completely incapable. That was their that is media response. That is genuinely awful. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sincere when yeah. I say this is the most ridiculous and racist response possible. It's just horrible. And they actually did it. I mean, this is real. I mean, God bless Tom Elliott, because he sincerely has to sit and watch all of this crap. And because I'm not going to watch all of MSNBC's. MSNBC I mean, the literally is to deny African Americans opportunity. Yeah, you can. No one's stopping you from getting grades. Turns out, <clears throat> um, not apartheid. You can do what you want. It's always been allowed, but not on MSNBC. Not allowed. The last one here from them, which they said, uh, is it just going to be open doors to discrimination against black people now, against people with disabilities? <sighs> No, it's going to be no discrimination. No, but the choice of words. Yeah. Every time. Do you not remember a while back when we were talking yeah. about the Supreme Court ruling on women's rights and they started going, well, what about disabled and women? What they just about? kept bringing up disabled after the word woman. And after this one, they just keep yes. bringing up the word disabled after talking about black people. Yeah, but you've got to remember they, they do view them as essentially in the same category. They do indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, not, I'm not being hypolic. But no, I tell you, do, this yeah. was the response. Yeah. It's like, oh, good Lord. That's certainly something. Anyway. It's like when the British government's like, well, like, you can't discriminate based on race, based on sex, based on disability. As if all of these things are just the same. All the same thing. Yeah. Well, in fact, the British government went even further than that. They said that you couldn't discriminate against white people. You couldn't discriminate against men. So women, disabled, and browns were all the same category. Yeah. In the materials they gave to the officers. Yeah. Yep. This is where it leads you. Um, Joy Reid came out and told everyone she was... Uh, oh, but Joy Reid had a great take. <laughs> she was a diversity hire. What a surprise. That's not really a take, right? That's more yeah. of an admission. Yeah. <laughs> a failure. Yeah, well, that's no surprise whatsoever. No, she just came out and was like, I'm useless. Um, <laughs> she tailed a story on her show. Chris about... Hayes has got to pretend to take her seriously. <laughs> it's actually kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, she she told a story about this. But before <laughs> I get to it, um, the guy in her story who flew out to find her, to bring her to Harvard, oh, he, yeah. he is pictured here, um, <laughs> at least in my mind, <laughs> People listening, it's Carmen talking about buying up some student athletes. And um, I suppose we'll play the video and you can enjoy Jewel Reed's telling of how she was brought into the fold. But someone came to Denver, Colorado to look for me. A Harvard right. recruiter flew to Denver and I met up with her at the Village Inn restaurant and did a pre-interview to get to to pull me into Harvard. I wasn't, I was pulled in and the, and the schools like Harvard and Yale that That's I got into, affirmatively. Yes. And it was literally not saying we're going to take an unqualified person and put them right. in Harvard. Yes. We're going to take a very qualified person who we would never know existed and put them in Harvard. That's how I got there. That's how Katanji got there. That's how <laughs> Justice Jackson, I should say, Justice Jackson got there. It's how Clarence Thomas got there. Right. But the minute I arrived, 
from my majority black little town, Montbello in Denver, to Harvard, the first like week or two that I was in class, my presence was questioned by white people. I was in this big conference class hmm. where some white students stood up and said, those students, the black students, they're only here because of affirmative action. It became a huge <laughs> argument that we all ended up having. This was freshman year. I had never had my academic credentials questioned. I had never had anyone question whether I was intelligent until I got to Harvard. Surely, if you're going to be questioned on your intelligence, Harvard is the place for it. But also, I love how she's like, well, I was a diversity hire, and then they started calling me one. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't a diversity hire, that wouldn't have happened. So what do you want? I mean, I'm sorry, but like, you haven't actually thought through your criticism at all. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there being like, well, I am literally here because I'm black and a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that they flew someone out to her little town. Are you thinking of the, the expense for one applicant? I mean, that, that's um, a lot of affirmative action. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, there's a reason I brought that Clark Cartman picture up is because he turns up and says to the um, admissions officer there, I'll give you $10 for the whites and 50 for the blacks. I mean, they how much did they spend on getting Joy Reid to come to university because they wanted another black woman compared to any other applicant? It's just mad though, isn't it? And, you know, like, and then she has the gall to sit there. Well, be well, yeah, but I'm just sat there thinking, I can't imagine... A, a world in which something like that would happen to someone like me, right? <laughs> it's just incredible. Can you imagine the British government going out their way yeah. to make sure that the social housing in London yeah. isn't given to Africans, but instead is given to, I don't know, someone from the North yeah. who might need you know that kind of access to just London? Someone to from the government comes up to you and says, Calendara, we'd like you to come to this university. It's like, well, we'll pay for you and stuff. It's like, well, why? Why would you do that? I've come all this way. Yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're black. Joy, yeah. You're a black joy. Yeah, exactly. Come with us. <laughs> Just such such a weird thing. Maxine Waters' response was also pretty ridiculous. She well, just, just just for I, like I'm just thinking of the sort of level of privilege someone has to enjoy in society to have that kind of treatment from the state. Like I just, I, it's just so remote from my experience of the world. Yeah. Just anyway. Uh, Maxine Waters decided to uh, most of it's just posting about how she hates rich people. Which was, oh, it's a coping and seething of Clarence Thomas. Yeah, which I'm just going to ignore because it's childish. Oh, I like it. But she did do another racism. She puts in there that Clarence Thomas has just blown uh, against all children of color being able to get an education. (laughs) Clarence Thomas doesn't want his grandkids being educated. Again, if uh, we we can't rig the system for you, you literally can't be educated, says Maxine Waters, a black woman. (laughs) Michelle Obama also did a racism. She decided to come out with a big, long speech um, proving how she belonged um, even though she wasn't smart enough to go to university, according to herself, she got a diversity hiring situation. Really? But she belonged, even though she, by definition, didn't belong. I guess she doesn't know what the university's for. Yeah, but there's a quote in here. Today, my heart breaks for any young person out there who is wondering what their future holds and what kinds of chances will be open to them. Literally nothing. And that's literally every young person. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like the same rhetoric. If you are black... The opinion of most black public figures is to feed you the message that, well, you're ruined. Nothing you can do. It's so weird as well because, like, again, just there were always black people in public life in like no. the eighties and nineties. It's like the system's back to being the same, and if you do better than the white guy, you'll get the position. But it was why just, is that scary to you? Exactly. Like, they, they, there was never a time in my life when there was never a black person on TV. You know, but really? You, they yeah, weren't all yeah, kept in cages. No, no. Shockingly, they weren't. Very, very liberal in the 90s, actually. <laughs> anyway, it turns out she was tweeting that from a private yacht on a private Greek <laughs> island. 
Jesus Christ. In case you're wondering, she's tweeting about oppression <sighs> from a private yacht with her ex-president husband on a private party on a Greek island. I mean, it's just... It's, again, I'm sorry, but the people telling you you will amount to nothing because you're black are the most privileged rich people in the United States. I mean, there's this, this actual clown world. Clarence Thomas being the one black guy who's like standing in the way with the glowing eyes like, no. But it wasn't the best. The best came from MSNBC's Twitter account. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I can't get about how they decided to go full racism for the day. They went with, if John Roberts and Clarence Thomas believe that no further action was needed to undo damage of 400 years of slavery and Jim Crow, years. then they can just as easily justify rolling back protections for women, the disabled, and others. I'm listening, MSNBC. But I love it. It's just the, the 400 years of slavery and Jim Crow that women have lived under. And oh, no, they think that. They really think that. Yeah. You know, so, sincerely. Yeah, they, they sincerely think that for thousands of years, women have just been under the heel of the evil man. They would come home and uh, the man would force his pay package upon them and they would yes. be forced to engage in uh, household spending. I mean, just they'd be forced to help till the fields so they could all eat the next day. You know, like Disgusting. How could they do this? But anyway, there's some riddles that came out of this, which were pretty funny. Let's see if we can solve the following riddle from a nice chap here. He says, 34% of Harvard students are white. 43% of those students are from either legacies, children of faculty, kin of donors, or recruited athletes. 75% of them would not have even gotten in if it was not for their special status. But when in doubt, blame black people. Can you solve the riddle, Carl? Only 34% of Harvard students are white in a country that is not 34% white, but 70-something. So what's really happening there, Mr. Hill, is not that black people are, I don't know, being hurt. No, what's happening is poor whites can't get a place at Harvard. Yes. All the positions that are left for white students are exclusively taken up by the elite because they've got those... Well, not even exclusively, 40, 43%. So that makes it about like 16% yeah. for legacy. But there should be a much wilder pool of white students you could accept. Hmm. And of that pool, you would have, well, the admissions would be freer to be able yeah. to add people who are first generation university graduates or et cetera. Hmm. And instead, they can't. But instead, just cut themselves up in the race narrative. But anyway, what's the effect of all this, this news? Well, good news. A bunch of diversity hires being laid off literally the day after. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I like it. I, I think it probably is a coincidence because uh, the, uh, the the various media companies are realizing, wait a minute, these people are ruining us. Yeah. I mean, so Warner Bros., they fired their one. Yeah. Uh, Disney got rid of yeah. theirs. Uh, <laughs> for Film Academy, they got rid of their VP. Bonfire of the diversity hires. <laughs> but the last thing I want to mention in here, which is uh, it wasn't just them. There's actually a side note, which no one seems to be talking about for some reason, but mm -hmm. I'm going to mention it. Um, there was this article talking about Jewish enrollment also massively going down in the previous couple of decades. In fact, they say in here that Jews now make up 9.9% of Harvard's undergraduate enrollment and 12.2% in Yale. And it used to be 24% of Harvard and Yale were Jewish wow, yeah. in the 2000s. And now it's gone down to 10%. So in fact, they were being utterly crushed by diversity hiring as well. Because Just we have like to get everyone else. In line. Because I think it's what Jews are about 1%, 2% of the United States population. So they're massively yeah. overrepresented and had to be destroyed according to leftist ideology. Yep. Now my position is I don't care. I want someone who's good. I, I don't care how Jewish my doctor is. <laughs> I just want him to be able to perform the open heart surgery I'm going to inevitably need. Will Mr. Goldberg yeah. save my life? Yeah. That's all good. <laughs> I don't really give a damn. But instead, I think, I just found it weird that no one seemed to bring that point up, and I'm kind of disappointed that the um, Jewish lobby didn't jump more behind this case. 
because it was almost exclusively focused on Asians and whites, yeah. and it could have used that support as well, but maybe they just aren't keeping up to date with it. But as I mentioned, I'm just so glad that Thomas Sowell got to see all this. And I'm not particularly glad he got to see the racism that came out of it. Sure, but I mean, on the plus side, at least uh, he gets to enjoy a nice uh, Sunday afternoon nap and just be like, yes. Texting Thomas. <laughs> yeah, victory. Yeah, no, that's good. Sharing those memes back and forth with each other. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to the video comments. Tony D and we scurvy Joan here with a final pirate video at Pirate Month on the Lotus Eaters. Uh, if you don't want to see this old sea dog break his back, digging up treasure, buy one of me books. The Pineys, books 1 to 11, now available at Amazon.com. Book 12 this month. Good luck with the studio, lads. See you in the pines. Come on, John, we have to get this treasure. There must be loads of pirate treasure just knocking around. I, I always did one that as a dream job. Yeah. Because even How the awesome would that be? Well, because the modern version is even quite cushy as well. You sit on this massive ship, state of the art, radaring the floor. A drone will do it for you. Well, basically, you just drive around radaring yeah. the floor, and then yeah. go pick it up. Hmm. Let's go to the next one. Hello, guys. I'm making a puppet this week, and I'm trying to recreate a quite famous Danish historical figure. Certainly captured the nose. All right. Well, wholesome. I mean, I'm hardly in a position to judge. I would like to see. There was a Danish guy, Salmonella, made a video about him. Um, some Danish, really rich scientist. Mm -hmm. uh, he looked really weird. The other fact about him is he decided to buy a dwarf one day. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. Um, if you make one of him also, that would be pretty cool. But I don't know that one. Yeah, no, he he also had like a pet camel or something. Yeah, he's, he's the only like real famous Danish like guy. Kepler know, or something. Mad. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was, but I know. I, oh, this is going to bother me now. Someone will Google it. Yeah. Let's go, okay, let's go to the next one. Since y'all were complaining about the heat y'all got there in England, I figured I'd show you what we got here in Arkansas, what, I, what we're dealing with. Yeah, you've got AAC. See, it is 97 degrees in Fahrenheit. And if you use communist Celsius units, it <coughs> is 36 degrees out. Here's right, Celsius is communist. Today. It was about 105 earlier. Swedish. Uh, this week. Definitely communist. What? <laughs> Look at Sweden. Yeah, modern Sweden, not the old Sweden. Yeah, and but it was, it, yeah, but it's, it's yeah, but it's it's been a progression, man. Celsius was the beginning of it. I don't I don't think Celsius is to blame for this. He was there, a pretty nice guy. I, I <laughs> it's definitely there, there. must be some sort of ancient medieval equivalent to stones that we can measure temperature in. Use Kelvin if you want. Yeah, that sounds communist too. What do you mean that's okay? Well, foreign. <laughs> don't like it. Anything scientific is commie. <laughs> Let's go for the next one. But yes. Hey Carl, can I make a video request? And <clears throat> feel free to say no if it's too personal. But can I request you record a sit down with your wife where you talk about your experiences with your daughter getting a phone? I think it'd be really, really good. I'd really like to have that video and share it around to everyone who's about to get their kids a phone. Um. Well, my wife is pro getting her a phone, but I don't think she'd agree with it. 
uh, agree to do it. Um, so I can't, I think. But uh, I'm personally very much against it because of the experiences that we had. Um, she does have one now, though, so I lost that battle. But at least I postponed it for a couple of years. Uh, so, you know, there's something. But uh, anyway, right, so we've got um, some comments and only five minutes left, so I'm going to try and get through a few of these quickly. But uh, thank you, Blood for the Blood God, who sent us $500 on Rumble, because uh, we live stream this to Rumble, by the way. Uh, offers party on the Yankee Man. Thanks so much. That's amazing. Uh, and Studio Mania, Student Maniac says, Hello, Lodzitas. I finally got around to subscribing. Keep up the good work. P.S. I love the new studio. Yeah, me too, except we've been worried, you know, struggling with the lighting, but hopefully it's better today. And if not, we're just going to keep trying to improve it. Uh, Graham says, This can't be tolerated anymore. Talking about France. When they burned down the biggest library, it's obviously they're barbarians. I mean, they burned down Notre Dame. Well, who knows who burned down Notre Dame? Who knows? No one, no one can know. David says, just quick correction on the RPG shot into the police station. It wasn't an RPG, but an IED. They're firing explosives. Oh, yeah, no, fair point, though, fair point. Um, uh, but the French fact checker says, far-right parties being on the rise in Europe is pointless because none of them want to dismantle the EU. The EU requires agreement from all member states to change anything. The EU is one of the Chinese traps described in the Book of 36 Stratagems. I haven't read that, actually. That sounds great. Um, but, um, I mean, at least not communism as fast as we're getting it is a good thing. I'm trying to find you an ancient measurement of temperature. There doesn't seem to be one. So I've just found some alternatives. There's a very British one called Newtons, which is annoying because also Newtons exist. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, zero Newtons when it freezes and it's 33 for average body temperature. Right, okay. If that makes you happier. That's better. <laughs> but I, I, I can't believe there's not an ancient unit of temperature measurement. Oh, sorry. No, it's 12, deg- it's 12 Newtons in me. Right. It's, it's 33 newtons when it's boiling water. Right, okay. That's not too bad. So if you want some weird, unique temperatures, there you are. I just don't want communist temperatures. Uh- <laughs> it was actually made by Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah, exactly. Well, why did he name the unit of force after himself as well? That's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything's a newton. Okay, thanks, mate. How far is it? 500 newtons. How much What's happened? the temperature? 33 newtons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a prick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no wonder that didn't get widely adopted. Bleach Demon says, the less reaction to the US Supreme Court is typical. They corrupted the court in the early 20th century to be an activist court when the system they set up returns, even in the slightest, to a strict constructionist uh, stance. Their only system is to rig- a solution is to rig the court further. To be honest with you, I'm surprised this wasn't Joe Biden's first instinct. Right, we're going to pack the court with a bunch of diversity hires. I'm surprised they haven't said that. Like they can't do it now. Sure. They're, they're really thinking. You know they're thinking if about they it. If they do it now, it looks even worse. Yeah. Well, they, as if they care. Yeah, okay. As if they care, they're like, well, democracy, that doesn't apply to us because we fortify elections because this isn't going on YouTube. Uh, clearly, using the Constitution is a violation of our democracy. Yeah, their democracy. Uh, as Desert Rat says, personally, I'd rather the questions regarding race and sex just be removed from school and work applications. Yeah, that would be the next logical step, wouldn't it? Uh Alexander says, Clarence Thomas is the last real check against the left here in America. <laughs> like, it all comes down to Clarence Thomas's like uh, bucolic disposition. Just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's probably right. <clears throat> Once he passes away, we'll fully lose the SCOTUS. Someone online says, I'm excited that Asians are going to legally allowed to get into school. <laughs> Hopefully they'll even see the schools are trying to circumvent racism. <laughs> Well, this is one of the things, isn't it? Like, the, there were a bunch of them who were saying, well, we're just going to, like, make excuses 
but why are we going to racially discriminate in future? Just yeah, I mean, I didn't have time for it, but a bunch of them, um, including Michelle Obama, I think, said that they were going to try. Well, Joe, Biden, Biden, Joe Biden, Biden came out the next day and just said, "We're going to try everything we can to still discriminate without being uh, yeah. proven." Yeah, because the chance of being sued is really low. The cost may be really high, but if the chance is low enough, it's worth doing still yeah. for race communism. Yeah, it's, it's literally like going over the top of a trench, but for communism. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> the payout is not worth it. Uh, Andrew says, as great as this victory is over the radical left, my fear is that they'll just work around like they're already trying to do. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, that'll they drag their feet until they can overturn the overturning of the SCOTUS decisions. Well, who are they going to appeal to to overturn it? <laughs> this was the place of appeal, wasn't it? Um, Baron von Warhawk says, in honor of Clarence Thomas and to comply with the new ban on racism, I move to rename White Boy Summer to Chad Boy Summer, stay winning boys. Man, just a quick thing. Like there are a bunch of white nationalists on Twitter who are just loving Clarence Thomas, and the can he get into the ethno state question has just been answered by them as the yes, he gets to go into the ethno state, and it's just it's so weird. I love how he's blacker than the diversity hire as well. Yeah, he's like you know, very old fashioned black man, and like the the like it's just pictures of him looking very grim and very proper, and people putting captions like "I would feel hungry." <laughs> Seasoning is just salt and pepper. <laughs> just very reasonable. Just use fresh ingredients. It's just, exactly. You know, why haven't you changed the batteries in the smoke alarm? <laughs> just stuff like this. It's just like these are genuinely hilarious memes. Uh, yeah, anyway. I didn't know about the smoke alarm thing until I looked it up. And then, um, if you look it up on Know Your Meme, yeah, yeah. there's loads, when it was first posted, there's actually loads and loads of black comments just being like, oh, I wondered why. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen at my white friend's house. <laughs> The thing is, though, it cracks me up that it took TikTok for people to discover mm. that for some reason. I mean, like, it's, it does speak about, like, do you not go over the house? Like, we're not like, why is that beeping, mate? It's like, I mean, there were a few white comments just being like this. Uh, a guy used to go over there and stopped going to his black friend's house because he couldn't figure out what it was and it kept him up and he did sleepovers. <laughs> anyway. I think we're about out of time there. We've got loads of comments that I'm not going to be able to get through. Sorry. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for watching. And we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, if you want to support us, of course, go sign up. Help keep the video wall on. And uh, we'll see you then.